Williams, Edwin Encarnacion, right, as a pinch runner. runner. Yeah, which is <laughs> really, really funny. Although he was somehow actually faster than the guy he was running for. There are very few times in, a, in an average day I'm running 90 feet. That's just it's a really cool. nice. That that is a really nice gesture from a guy who obviously has been around the league a long time and and and, and has all the star power in the world to be selfish about whatever he wants to be selfish about. And welcome to episode 20 of Artificial Turf Wars, where the winner of the World Series determines home field advantage in the All-Star game. I'm your host Greg Wisniewski and I am joined as usual by Josh Housem. How you doing tonight, Josh? I'm good. Yeah, you feeling like an all-star this week? Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> it's every week for Josh. Uh, we have, of course, a recap of the Tiger series that occurred uh, before this whole all-star uh, extravaganza. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Home Run Derby briefly and the all-star game appearances of your favorite Blue Jays. Uh, and then uh, look ahead a little bit to the second half, what's going to happen or where the Jays are going to go. Uh, we have an interview with Dan Zaborski of ESPN, and he indulges us at one point by playing Swing and a Drive. And we have some questions. We have a do-over and a final thought, possibly from, I don't know, guys around here who have thoughts, finally. <laughs> Jays finished on a, on a bit of a high note. They won three out of four from the Tigers. I always like to hear the words three out of four, because four out of four is really, really tough. But uh, three out of four, definitely doable on the homestand. Uh, any notables you take away from that series? Uh, well, a couple things. I mean, we we mentioned before that Happ had, had a couple rough starts. Specifically, one of them was against the Tigers, and he was brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this team that's full of all these right-handed power hitters, and he just completely shut them down. The Jays won the game six nothing. I think uh, it was you know not your your longest Happ outing. It was more of a 2015 one where he went five and two thirds, struck out nine, and but didn't give up a run. Yeah. It was uh, it was a lot of laboring. Even though the results overall were good, it seemed like some of the the pitchers were were laboring to finish off Tigers hitters uh, in that. Yeah, that happened to Sanchez too. Yeah, it was um, like five and dive night at the Rogers Center. <laughs> yeah, Happ has twenty strikeouts in his last two starts. And you look at him and you're like, what? On what are you striking these guys out? Like, if I watch Jose Fernandez and Chris Sale, I look at one pitch and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Nobody can hit that. Um, and then they throw another one, you're like, oh, they can't hit that either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, they can't hit the fastball or the slider. Ah, I, I totally understand what's going on. J Hap is a bit of an enigma. You know, he just, he really mixes his pitches well. And when you do that and you can throw mostly where you want with average to better stuff you can get strikeouts especially against teams that swing for power although can't uh oh no cleveland swings for try to swing for power too so but it obviously can backfire on you when you're not locating that stuff well enough right that's what happened sure. to him presumably in the in his start in detroit where he just got lit up was uh, yeah the, they were they were catching way too much plate and um and and then a, a, an educated guess will get you somewhere if you're a hitter it was like that start against Tampa Bay. Like when you don't have your stuff, or you can't locate, and you don't, and you're not throwing 98, you're going to get hit. But for the most part, the season he has been doing that. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, yay, Hap. Um, yeah, there, there was a Jay lot. Of, Hap. Oh, I was cheering him. <laughs> <laughs> yay, Hap is his uh, his Scandinavian cousin. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> 
Um, I, I'd like to just observe that R.A. Dickey seems to be the forgotten man in this whole mix. Yeah, I was going to get to him, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, you... you... Well, it's just people... If R.A. Dickey does something well, it's just sort of, eh, okay, fine. You know, people don't say anything. They get shoved like, oh, this guy sucks. Get him out of the rotation. Stupid knuckleballer. Since May 1st, he has a 3.1 ERA. And, and frankly, when you look at how his outings go, in a lot of ways, it's not that much different than, than Jay Happ. He's, you know, he's, he seems to be inconsistent in April, unlike Happ. But then he kind of settles in. And when he's on, teams really don't know what to do with him because as much as he's uh, frustrating to watch at times, between the completely mystifying knuckleball and the half-decent secondary stuff in terms of he can put the fastball where he wants, it's, it's only when he really leaves a meatball for the fastball that he's been killed. Um, His fastball's yeah. not good. <laughs> but he, but because the knuckleball's there, it, it's a useful pitch for him. It's not like, oh, I have to throw the fastball. It's going to get mashed every time. Um, in my mind, anyway. And, and yes, I, we would still like to see him use the changeup more. I but. would. He's a really good one. And he's, he actually has thrown it a bit more recently, which is nice. It's just sort of that other pitch when he's in a non-knuckleball account, like 3-1. And he can just throw something just to keep those batters off target, especially the lefties. The other thing with Dickey, though, the real problem is Jimmy, he's just extremely homer prone. So Because even in that stretch where he has a 3.1 ERA, over half of the runs have scored by home runs. Did he it's actually the- probably more than that. He's given up 31 earned runs, 17 homers. I don't know how many of those earned runs scored like in addition to the – like with base runners on, but right. very, very homer prone. Did he start the game in Chicago with all the home runs? Yeah, he gave up four. Yeah. But they were all solo shots. Yeah, the game where they scored seven home, get hit seven home runs and lost. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you limit base runners, I guess. I, I guess I'm fine with Dickey if he's not walking people in addition to the homer problem. Um, but he's really, I think he's still underappreciated, though, because he does literally take his turn every time out. Yeah. And, and that no, value, I, he's a very yeah. valuable piece. Yeah. So, uh, Ari Dickey, you got your props on this podcast, which is rare, I think, on any podcast. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to the home run derby since we were talking about home runs. I didn't even know I was going to go there. That's how clever I am. Um, well done. <laughs> I, I really only watched the home run derby for one person, Giancarlo Stanton. I, I wanted to see what he would do. And honestly, he did not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. I, no kidding. What a show. He, yeah. He's like, he's superhuman. He, I, I understand he's not the world's greatest hitter, but he, he hits the ball harder than anyone on earth right now. And in a home run derby, that's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just something else. Like he's he just got otherworldly human, superhuman power. And, you know, when he hits him, it's just, you just can't, not look if, you, if you're not looking at it, if you're not awed by his home runs you shouldn't be watching baseball <laughs> his they, there, were, there was some sort of 30 second bonus time if you hit so many home runs over 440 feet or whatever there was some weird rule right his average homer distance was 456 feet <laughs> like that doesn't even 
it's 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 like it reminds me him and Roldis Chapman to me are, are like freaks on the opposite side of the ball. He hits it yeah. harder than anybody else. Chapman throws it harder than anybody else. But you have to like redesign chart shapes and sizes to fit the weird thing that is Giancarlo Stanton on it. So um, that was a lot of fun. I, the the numbers, the raw numbers of oh, how many home runs did he hit doesn't mean anything because they've only had this format for this is two years now where the number of home runs was even possible to go that high, really. But so, the raw total is still funny because the promotion the Marlins had. Did you see this? Yes, yes. We will we will give our ticket holders a certain percentage off uh, that matches the number of home runs that Stanton hits in the home run derby. He hit sixty one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no cap. <laughs> it's like yeah, usual home run derby winner will hit thirty five, maybe. Yeah, somewhere in that hey. fine print, unfortunately, there was a cap. Oh, there was too bad. Yeah, so it's twenty five percent off. Oh, I didn't see that. Boo! You suck, Marlins. Wow, the Marlins suck either way. They suck if they give the discount because they had to give a sixty one percent discount, and they suck but they if made they it. don't. <laughs> but if they give a sixty one percent discount, they might actually get some fans in there. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, wrong. That that stadium is the wrong place at the wrong time. All right. So True. that was the only reason to watch that. Although for some somehow, Stanton spent the entire second round trying to put one off the 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 video board in uh, San Diego, and was unable to do it. And then Mark Trumbo comes up and does it on his very first home run. <laughs> well, Mark Trumbo has pretty big power, too. Uh, yeah. And then you compare the two, and you realize that Stanton is still standing on his shoulders, basically. It's cr- just crazy. Uh, shall we get to the actual All-Star game, then? Which Stanton yeah, was not allowed to participate in. But some Blue Jays were, so that's more notable. Uh, four out of five elected Blue Jays got there. Well, they were all there, but yes, Estrada was not able to pitch. True. We have pictures and uniforms and things, but we... we Still have him with his backitis and such. Uh, so the first guy into the game was Edwin Encarnacion, right? As a pinch, pinch runner. runner. Yeah, <laughs> which is really, really funny. Although he was somehow actually faster than the guy he was running for. Also true. Uh, he still only made it to third base on a double, though, from first. So um, obviously this was to give David Ortiz and the David Ortiz retirement tour an opportunity to uh, cheer him as he went off the field, right? Yeah, of course it was. And, you know, everyone came out of the Jays, or sorry, the Jays, the, the AL dugout, you know, gave them their hugs and their goodbyes. And it was, it was a nice moment. I mean, I you know, say what you want about Ortiz and the Red Sox and all that, but he is a well-loved player by both fans and other players. And it was nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I, I juxtapose what everybody says about Ortiz against him uh, destroying a bullpen phone and uh, him popping into press conferences to complain about scoring changes and, and i'm like well he must be a complicated man but on the overall everyone <laughs> seems to like him so i i don't know him i he you know he, he doesn't play dirty I, i've never seen him you know going with his spikes up or or take a, a run at somebody so in that respect ah it's good he's a, he's, he's a good ambassador for the game that way notwithstanding his appearance on a certain report at a certain time somewhere <laughs> And lots of players on that. Second guy into the game, was that technically Aaron Sanchez? Yep. Actually, um, Sanchez might have come in before Encarnacion. No, Sanchez was the fourth. I'm pretty sure I saw... Yeah, no, he pinch ridden... I think he pinch ridden in the third. Anyway, Sanchez comes in for uh, an inning, gives up a run. 
and he wasn't very good. Uh, gets a couple ground balls, a couple very hard hit ground balls up the middle, etc., etc. Um, you know, I, it, it was clear he was a little, little nervous. Yeah, and it's fine. You know, it's like he got to do it. He had to have his moment. That's what it's about, right? He got to take the mound in an All Star game. Yeah, and you cannot take that away from him, and nor should you. Um, I think he, I think he, hundred percent deserved to be there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast that there was no way he wasn't going to get one of the injury replacement spots because he just absolutely deserved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Josh Donaldson into the game. Yep, Donaldson and then Saunders. And it was like pop-up city from the Blue Jays. Encarnacion <laughs> <laughs> <Anchor laughs> Young got on base with a walk, but the other three plate appearances were all pop-ups. Saunders' first pitch pop-up. Just because yeah. you want to savor your all-star game at bats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, was Donaldson in the game in the in the final inning? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Donaldson played the re- the rest of the game at third so base. So that would mean I, I think he started the. Was he involved in that? He started final the double, double play. play. That's yeah. right. Yes, he started the final double play. So you, you get to say you did something you to know, win the game of some kind of significance. I heard someone complaining that uh, I think it was Cargo hit the ground ball. He didn't run it out to first, and that's why it was a double play. No, so it was like, Arenado. Oh, Arenado. Yeah, it's guys, relax. Relax, chill out. <laughs> it's okay. But also, he just thought there were two outs. Oh, really? Yeah, you I watch s- him run. He starts to run and then sees the throw to second, breaks it down, and then sees them start to throw the first. He's like, oh, crap. And he picks it up again. <laughs> wow, that, that shows you how deeply he was, his mind was in the game anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fine. I really think that this whole, you know. It's an all-star game. It, it matters. No, it doesn't matter. It's kind of random chance. You could flip a coin. Mm-hmm. And decide who's got home field advantage in the World Series. I would care equally as much. Yeah. Uh, so, All Star break. Is it the ESPYS tonight as we record this? I don't care. But I, yes, I've never watched <laughs> an ESPY be awarded to anybody for anything. All I ever see is pictures on Instagram of people. So why are we talking about it? <laughs> uh, because after the ESPYS, everybody gets a day off, right? The whole one day to be with their families. And mm-hmm. the Blue Jays start the second half. But they do. And happily, look at all the people who are already on the West Coast because they're starting in Oakland. Yeah, well, and then there's all the... <laughs> have you seen the pictures? It's like to, with Tulowitzki, Goins, Travis, and Stroman in Capo. Uh, I, I have not... I've seen the tweets. I haven't looked in, in, the, in depth into the Instagrammings. Are, are they well, enjoying they've themselves? They've been tweeting pictures, yes. And they got uh, like a giant fish with them on the boat. It's pretty fun. So, yeah, a bunch of Jays on the West Coast already. So, no excuse for that first night hangover other than the, oh, I, I'm i actually hungover. <laughs> Flu-like <laughs> symptoms, Greg. Flu-like <laughs> symptoms. There's a lot of that that goes around in baseball. You're never quite sure what it means. <laughs> uh, it's such a weird travel schedule, though. So, they're in San Diego for the All-Star game. They go up to Northern California to play against Oakland, back down to Arizona, all the way back up to Seattle and then back down to San Diego. That's a lot of crisscrossing your own your own tracks. Yeah. I, I assume there is some other eastern team that's doing the same thing or a similar thing at the same time, but I, I yeah, have not probably gone to look into it. Um Oakland is a tough park to hit in. And then they get the one easy park in the West, Arizona. And then two tough ones. And then two more tough ones. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad this is a, a better pitching team than it was in the past. There's some hope there. Yeah. 
And you know, it's I, I think the Jays have a really good shot to do you know, win all those series. They're not very good teams. Yeah, Seattle started off real hot and faded. Arizona's been uh questionable at best. Uh San Diego has has really they tried to do that whole we're gonna sign like seventeen people was two years ago. And of course that never works. Um because the core of the team really wasn't that good in the first place. Was it Preller? Yeah, AJ Preller tried that. Yep. So that, that yeah, yeah and a, they traded everyone away. <laughs> round and round it goes. Um, the Marco Estrada situation. What, what, he's going to start in the first series, I think. Really? I thought they were talking about somehow making sure he did not start. Uh, so he's going to start in the first series, but not in Arizona. They're trying to. Uh, they didn't want him swinging I, the bat again. No, I think he's starting in Oakland. Oh, okay. I had heard he wasn't starting until Seattle, but that may be my mistake. Hey, these plans keep changing, but I, I do not think he's going to start in Arizona one way or the other. Yeah. They have off days around that, too, so they can do whatever they want, really, which is good for Sanchez as well. I think that they'll try to do as much as they can to make sure those guys get the rest they deserve. Yep. But this, is, but this, you know, this slate is really good for the team coming out of the break. They're really hot, and they probably didn't want to have to stop playing. Just They'd won eight of nine, was it? And, that sounds about right. And, and so it's like you don't want to come down, but when you come back and you, you're really chasing down the division, you get these weak teams, it really gives you the chance to build back that hot streak before you start playing the tougher opponents. Yeah, and the Jays fared well when they had to play their uh, their own division, which is all tough except for Tampa. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be great for them to take advantage as they go uh, out of the break. Um yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess. that's you got to play all 162 before you know what the heck's going on. Yep. Still better than coming out of the last All-Star break. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right. At that, we are going to go to Dan Zimborski, who is going to also try and tell us about what's going to happen in the second half of the season and play a little swing and a drive with us. We'll be right back after this. And it is our pleasure tonight to be joined by Dan Zimborski of ESPN and ESPN.com. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Dan, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We're enjoying uh, the All-Star break. The days off are good for the uh, media right, as why well. Why are you enjoying that? You're, there's no baseball. Yeah, no, exactly. He's a, he's a liar. I'm trying to pack my house, okay? There, there are <laughs> The entire house? You mean like like the doors and the windows and the... And no. the, uh, the copper piping, and I mean, you don't bring I, all that around, do you? I mean, that's, I, that's pretty unwieldy. I believe there are prohibitions in the real estate agreement when you're uh, when you're doing that sort of stuff. That oh, lawyers so get involved. Okay, we're well, moving the things inside the house. Yes, but I'm trying to put it all in boxes, and it's extremely difficult. <laughs> um. Well, the key is for all your your furniture to be boxes, and then it's always packed. You sound like a bachelor, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's true i have i have i still have a lot of boxes in the basement that never get open uh, all right baseball because purportedly our podcast is focused on that um it has been a a interesting first half what what stands out for you i'm gonna leave that wide open fun things. Well, as, well as an orioles fan 
uh, the fact that the Orioles are in first place stands out the most for me. I said fun things, Dan. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't say fun for you. Oh. You said fun, and I imply, and I, I assume that you meant fun for me because it is, it is very fun for me. But I mean, the Blue Jays are two games out, so it's not like they're the Rays. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Well, but don't worry. There are no fan Tampa fans to hear that. So take that, seven people in attendance. <laughs> Um, uh, how how have the Orioles done that with no visible starting rotation? Well, they, they they definitely don't have a visible starting rotation. They've been hitting the ball a lot, and you see, as as tricks go, hitting the ball really far is a good one trick to have. Yeah, we saw that a lot last year in the first half. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they they're at like 140 home runs or something ridiculous, uh, because we're in the, we're in the year of the home run again. Uh, it, it, it feels very retro uh, that, that we're going to have to, like, just put all our calendars back 10 years, uh, you know, change our wardrobes and our tastes in music. I mean, not mine, I guess. They're kind of the same. But, you, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a look back to how baseball was for a brief period in our younger days. Well, and, of course, as the home runs have increased, baseball, as usual, uh, the official baseball has absolutely no explanation for why that is. I don't. I don't. I think maybe they don't. Uh, it's it's one of those things because uh, to do that surreptitiously creates more problems than admitting it. Because then you have all the theories about how you know everyone discovered a super steroid, or the ball is juiced, or 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 <laughs> I don't know. There's only so many different conspiracy theories you can have that cause home runs. The Earth's atmosphere is thinning. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's something to do with Brexit. It's, it's just causing all this. The EU is what holds down offense. Makes uh, there sense. Is, there is a, a, a real um, physicist, Alan Nathan, who writes for BP and, and uh, studies this stuff. He says that it actually only takes a very small increase in uh, exit velocity to get a big increase in the amount of home runs hit. Um, I'm not going to argue with a mathematician or a physicist, but that, that sounds like a really weird... Like, that sounds like there were a lot of almost home runs hit over the past five to ten years. I actually thought you were going to say, but, and then he was going to have, you were going to present the Brexit theory. Because I was looking forward <laughs> to see how that was. Because when you have Dave Cameron at Fangraphs, Dave Cameron the Prime Minister. Just uh, way too easy. Yeah, it's a little suspicious, the whole, the whole thing. I feel uh, like but, it. Has anyone ever seen him in the same room at the same time? No, I, I, I've never seen the British Prime Minister all in a room. So, for all I know, it's, he's just like a TV character, like, like I don't know, Mr. Bean. Uh, um, but, but anyway, uh, the thing is, however we got to where the home runs are, the home runs are back. Uh, and it's like that weird, it's that weird year, like 1994, where you kind of have to believe if it's not just some random coincidence that everybody suddenly discovered drugs during that particular off season. Uh, but there are a lot of home runs, and I guess we'll just put it at that. Unless you play for Atlanta. <laughs> well, they allow a lot of home runs, so it's not like they're completely <laughs> stingy. They do, they do share the love. They just don't have anybody who should be in the majors in the lineup. Oh, Freddie Freeman, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> I always forget that he's still kind of in this. He's still the Kelly Leak of the, uh, the Atlanta Braves. Aww. <laughs> oh wait, the Bad News Bears won games, didn't they? So it's not a it's not a bad it's not a good comparison I, at all. I thought the Bad News Bears in the end of it went real deep. Yeah, that's why it's not a good comparison because 
unlike the Bad News Bears, the Braves aren't winning games. <laughs> uh, no. They're one of the loser teams that the Bad News Bears beat. Yeah. So, well, well, we'll just accept that the Braves are bad. Yeah. And that Freddie Freeman should feel sorry for himself. Yeah, he, he should feel sorry for himself. <laughs> uh, you, so, go ahead. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch any of the All-Star stuff? Uh, I watched part of it. Uh, I just don't get as excited about the All-Star game as I used to. Did you watch it's, any of the Derby? What I, I watched part of it, but it just... It's almost background noise to me, and that's unfortunate, but some of the events of the All-Star game have kind of, in my eyes at least, have lost their luster significantly. I don't know if it's being jaded and being an adult and doing it for a living, or if it's really different than when I was a kid, but it just doesn't feel the same as it used to. It's just not an exciting event. It's just kind of a a meh exhibition. (laughs) I I think um, other than Giancarlo Stanton, the Home Run Derby was uh, meh. Um, but but were either is, of you surprised that given how the weekend was apparently the David Ortiz send-off tour that he was not in the Derby? Uh, yeah, but maybe he didn't want to... Actually, did he give a reason why? I, I'm trying to think uh, if he was asked about that. Well, but maybe, he said a lot about having sore feet and things like that during the season. So It's possible. I've had sore feet before. Haven't you had sore feet? Yeah, I've never hit fun. that well with sore feet. And, and he runs. I mean, he he does a lot more running around than I do, and I've had sore feet. So he doesn't do a lot of it. <laughs> but you still have to get from base to base. Running is probably a generous feet. term. There are very few times in, a, in an average day I'm running ninety feet. Yeah, that's, that's well, exactly I I, ninety I, I, feet. I, I probably should be running ninety <laughs> feet more, but that's that's another story. That's for the Pokemon Go podcast we're gonna do later. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still behind. I I know all everything about the Pokemon. I just haven't had time to do it, try it out because I've been like swamped with work, unfortunately, which is which is weird. But I guess I'm supposed to do my job. But well, <laughs> I, I'm so behind on catching Pokemon. They're probably all over my basement, and I don't even know it. So uh, another part of the David Ortiz retirement tour was uh, Jose Fernandez was promising that he would throw Ortiz three straight fastballs down the middle so he could hit a big home run. And then he threw a change-up first pitch, and Ortiz made special note of that in the postgame. So what, what do you think happened? you think Fernandez lost his nerve? No, I, I just think that it's one thing to say you're going to lob one up and then actually do it when the moment's upon you. Yeah, his teammates are probably like, uh, you do remember that we're playing for something a little bit here, right, Jose? <laughs> and really, well, I don't know if the Marlins are really playing for something when all is said and done. Hey, they're in a postseason spot right yeah, now. Yeah, they are right now. I don't expect <laughs> that to continue because that no. team has so little depth once you get past the front line. <laughs> what do you think about retirement tours in general? Uh, I'm not a real fan of them. I think they become a little too self-absorbed. Uh, I think they only work when the player is still playing well enough to be worth cheering. Well, that certainly accounts for our season of his career. That 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 was that was put badly. I didn't mean worth cheering. I mean their actual play itself is yeah. cheerable. Uh, I don't I don't think the Yankees should have been booing Derek Jeter uh, his final season. That would be ridiculous. But Derek Jeter as a player was completely done, and it was just kind of a sad like just a sad trudge. And <laughs> if you're going to do the retirement celebration. If, if it's just like this plotting, like a little kid going to school uh, when he thought it was going to be canceled from sn- for snow and it wasn't, 
and he's walking to the bus stop. That was the Derek Jeter retirement tour. Just that's <laughs> <laughs> quite the analogy. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I was saying the Ortiz one is not that. Does yeah, uh, he's having just an incredible season? It makes you wonder, like, hey, maybe you should actually stay if you're going to have an 1100 OPS. Yeah, I'm curious, like, what what does Zips think his numbers would be next year? Uh, I did an article on that uh, a few oh. months ago, and and he projected very well uh, because. Even at his age, he's going to decline quickly, but he's declining quickly from a pretty high point. Uh, yeah. There's nothing obvious in his uh, batting profile that says uh, he's going to fall off the table next year. It's not like it's just some sort of batting average on balls in play uh, driven fluky or anything. His, his peripheral numbers in that respect still suggest a player that hits the ball very hard and it, with good success uh his hard his hard hit rate was i think is as high as it's ever been in his career i don't have it in front of me and i can't look it up quick enough uh but i think he could have stayed around but there, there is something to say for going out on top absolutely well you th- th- there's there's only two years to go out one year too soon and one year too late and when you just described the one year too late with jeter so i, I yeah i i figure go out on top it's that's tons of fun yeah, um, except if you're mountain climbing, then it's not <laughs> the best. <laughs> Where does he get them, ladies and gentlemen? Um, so the Blue Jays, uh, is there, we, we were talking about zips. So is there anyone who is uh, unexpectedly overperforming? Say uh, a lot of people expected uh, on our end, some people in the, the um, starting rotation to quote unquote, come back to earth. And that that's not really happened. It is, what does zips think of Hap and Estrada and, and the like? Well, zips, Thought Estrada would, would would back off somewhat from his his excellent 2015. Uh, it didn't think he would revert completely towards you know being just an average pitcher, but it did think he was going to give some of those games back. And of course, he hasn't so far. Uh, his, his changeup is still excellent. His his peripherals are still iffy, but the longer he outperforms them, the more you know it's real. Uh, it's it's the same with with Jay Happ. I, I hate saying his name so much. <laughs> We've gone over that on the pod a few times. <laughs> I'm not doing Zimborski, but but anyway. Um, he, I still think Happ's overperforming. I don't think he has quite as much of an arsenal as Estrada has that makes me think that he's going to outperform uh, long-term. But they'll, they'll take it while they get it because really you're not going to get much pitching this this uh, trade deadline. So if you're going with you, what what you have, it's not bad. And if if Hap falls back to earth a bit and Estrada at least regresses somewhat when healthy, uh, Stroman's probably going to pitch better than he did in the first half. So that that's going to get balanced out. It's not like the the rotation has been like unsustainably good. I mean, Sanchez has been amazing, but I mean there was always that potential in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to see that they that they really gave him every opportunity to stick in the rotation before they threw in the towel and said, "Okay, you're you're a reliever now." Uh, so that that's worked out really well for the Blue Jays, uh, and it, it they do worry me as an Orioles fan. <laughs> well, and just on the other side of the ball, you mentioned all the Orioles' offense. The Jays' offense has started to hit better. But what is like? What is the projection like for guys like Russell Martin, Troy Tulowitzki, who have horrible overall numbers but have been much better since the start of may zips has still been pretty positive on them uh let me let me pull them up but more so on Tulowitzki. uh 
Russell Martin is at that age where he can drop off the cliff a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it has him going forward about a 720 OPS or so for Russell Martin, which is fine. But he's a catcher. He's he's 30. He's 33 now. He, something he this could be him going forward, unfortunately. Uh, but there, there's still hope. Uh, Total whiskey. I'm more confident about. Obviously, his raw numbers were going to come down somewhat. Uh, after leaving cores, that was inevitable. Uh, but Zip still has him as a 770 OPS guy going forward. And that's still an excellent shortstop, even in a year where we've seen uh, offense go up considerably. So I don't think the Jays have a whole lot to worry about in that respect, which is good because, again, I think this is going to be a really boring trade deadline. Yeah, especially if your last year's crazy one. Yeah, that was a cool one. That This one's not going to be as cool. <laughs> I, I, I think it could be. All of a sudden, Mike Trout's traded, and mm-hmm. and and there's I'm some gonna, sort of weird Chris Bryant challenge trade or something for Madison. I think if Bumgarner. Mike Trout got traded, it wouldn't matter. The trade headline would be the biggest of all time. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna put that on. You heard it here first, though, for sure. No, Dan Zaborski says Mike Trout will be traded. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's probably enough intelligent discourse for one day, don't you? Uh, well. I don't know. We've really had intelligent discourse. But <laughs> Perfect. Attempted uh, intelligent discourse. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, I'll play a game. You'll play a game. You will indulge us. Would it. you so like the, to play a game? The game is are called... We, are we playing global thur- thermonuclear war? No, because you cannot win that game. Um, <laughs> no, that was with... Eight, that, Whopper and Joshua were using 80s technology. You know how many... <laughs> we could do a lot more chess games than he can. Oh, my goodness. We're, no, we're going to play a game that requires no skill. That's the important part. That's why we invited you on, and oh, well, that, we don't want to be unfair. I'll fail at it, so, so all, by all means. So the game is called Swing and a Drive. Um, for those who have not heard it, about it before, uh, which would probably include you uh, up until about 10 minutes ago, um, <laughs> we're going to play the first half of a Buck Martinez call, uh, and he's going to either be calling a, uh, a fly ball out, a uh, extra base hit, or a home run. Uh, and then you just have to tell us after the first half of the clip what he's going to call in the second half of the clip. Um, so I could say fly ball or home run. Or extra base hit. Oh, I had to pick the one. I can't just say all of them. No, no. you got you to choose uh, one. Looking, you can't, you can't play on Greg's words here. there. No cheating. And are these going to be super famous calls? Are we going to nope. see him going back in time and calling, say, like the Joe Carter home run? Like, no. Even though he didn't, but no, it's not going to be like that. Okay. He didn't call the Joe Carter home run. No, I said go back in time oh. and do it. Oh, and no, then we, I have no time that machine. That would actually be pretty cool. I have only a recorder. Because I'm trying to think of famous Buck Martinez calls, and honestly, I don't have any famous Buck Martinez call in my head. Unless that's, I forgot one. That's good. You are a blank slate. That's really funny because he used to call – didn't he used to call the Orioles? Not that I remember. At least not that I watched. I'm a radio guy. I always uh. listen to – Angel and and Jim Hunter and then in the old days John Miller, uh, and Fred Manfro after that. But uh, all right, but yeah, Buck, Buck was there for a bit. Yep, like three or four years. But I, I think he was, he was the he was color guy. He was on he was on Masson with Jim with uh, Gary Thorne. Oh well, I never watched MMS and so so yeah. I I really I literally have no recollection of Buck Martinez in Baltimore. Huh. I remember uh-huh. Jim Hunter. Yeah, he worked. With, he was with Jim Hunter. Uh, you, that's how much <laughs> Dan losing, loves. I'm Buck. losing my mind. I, I, I think I listen to too much stuff. I can't remember anything anymore. My, my brain has been broken. Why don't I remember any of this? All right, you don't have to. 
Now I'm now I'm very confused. But let's 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 get, let's get on with this. Okay. So the first clip is Michael Saunders. You do get to know the batter. Here we go, Michael Saunders. Fly ball to deep right field. That's over Trumbull. And we'll let Josh tell us whether that's a uh, a home run, an extra base hit, or a fly ball. I think Ooh. I know. I think it's a buzzin or. Yeah, you can go first if you like. No, I'm we, no, I'm, we, I'm cheating then. You you okay. go first. I think that that's Buck screwed that up and it's a bubble. It's a bomb. You think that's a bomb? All right. And Dan, what do you think? I think it's an extra base hit because it's over Trumbo's head. Yeah. Uh, so it's not gonna be caught because Trumbo's not that great a defensive player. Uh, but I think he implied that Trumbo had a chance at it. And if it was near a home run, I don't think Trumbo would have any chance because he's not going to run up the wall and, and make a huge grab. So I'm going to say extra. Off the wall. Here comes off the wall. All right. See, I thought you were trying to tri trick us, Greg, with the, like, playing the over his head bit. I'm not perfect. Um, I'd also like to point out that they just threw some shade at, uh, at someone who didn't know how many outs there were the previous inning. I think it was Machado. <laughs> just for fun. Uh, okay. Number two, Justin yeah, Smoke. I bet, you wish, I bet you wish you had Manny Machado. No and kidding. Forgetting outs. At shortstop? Sure. <laughs> but not at third base. Uh, Justin Smoke. Justin Smoke. Swing it and drive. Deep to right. Get it. Ooh. And you're up first this time, Dan, you're first. I, I think Buck was pretty committed here. I think that's a home run. All right. Yeah, I got to go with him on that one. Uh, you guys are good. Ball, this ball is gone. For Smoke, his second career home run off Tallis. There you go. Buck, that was Buck a good be wrong, but he invested a lot of his soul into that call. When he gets into the get up, get up, that's usually when it's gone. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll try another one here. This is Jose Bautista. This is clip number three. <laughs> I think that's going to be caught. All right. Josh has it as caught. Dan, what do you have? I, I, I didn't feel it in his voice. Plus, we haven't had a caught yet. So I'm going to say caught. You're going <laughs> to say caught. All right. Canna is back. He's going to make a catch. Oh. Tagging it third. You hear the gas come out of the, the whole audience on that one, too. <laughs> it's just a yeah. collective you, you sigh. Can, you, you can tell because you can you can feel a home run in the soul. You would think. You would think. But no, no, he can't usually. Uh, well, Dan is three for three here, so I, I think he may have some sort of savant abilities where this game is concerned. Uh, yeah. Here we go with Ryan Goins. Enjoy <laughs> special experiences. Ryan Goins drives this one to left. Now, I'd like to point out, Ryan Goins is a left-handed batter. <laughs> just <laughs> just going to throw that out See, there. See, that, that, that sounds like a trick, though. That sounds like a, a trick that you would make something that because you're trying to to hint that it's that it's wrong by by giving us all the things so that we fall for it. I think I think that was an opposite field home run. Uh, Josh, me too. I shouldn't have said. Shouldn't have yes. said anything. Yeah, what are you doing, Greg? Yeah, yeah. See, All right. I, I, I'm psychologically taking you apart. That's that's the key to this game, I I'm, think. I'm getting a little weirded out right you now. Don't play the call. You play the host. <laughs> that's probably very good advice um, because I'm playable. No, wait. 
Ah, Dalton Pompey. Do you remember oh. Dalton Pompey? He played in the majors for a little uh, really? while. <laughs> no, not yeah, much. Well, he, he he kind of fell off the popular imagination pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not even old or anything. No, no he'll be back. He, he had a concussion this year and another leg yeah. injury, and yeah, it hasn't helped. But, I mean, no one's even talked about him. I haven't heard him. Maybe I'm talking with the wrong people, but I don't think he's come up in a conversation I've had this year. Because yeah, well, the guy he's not on the horizon for any playing time. Yeah. He's got an all-star and an overperforming Ezekiel Carrera in his way, even if he was doing well. So, yeah, Zeke. it makes sense. <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Dalton Pompey did once play in the major leagues. This is Dalton Pompey. There's a high fly ball. In- Josh, I think you have to guess this one first, don't you? I've I lost do. track. You know what? I'm going to go extra base hit. All right. Dan? I guess that. I, th- I, I agree. I think that's an extra oh. <laughs> Smart okay. play. I can't lose now. <laughs> can't win now. And that's going to be well inside the point. <laughs> when he started with a high fly ball. The, the, <laughs> I don't think that made the warning track, to be honest. He, he, he was too optimistic. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. All right. So it is five to three. What? No, four to three. Sorry. Four Thank to three you. for Dan. This, of course, is our last question. It is a two-point question. Um, now, Pedro Alvarez is the batter. I don't normally do him calling the opposing team, but this is a magnificent call, and I, I couldn't leave it. It's this ball deep to left field. Saunders is on the run right off the track. He jumps and makes the catch. So what is that? I it's think home he failed run. to make the catch. So, uh, so that, that home, run, home says run, Josh. Do you say extra base hit or home run, Dan? That's a home run because I think then you, you it it oh, fits more from a drama basis <laughs> if if he's wrong. If he's oh, just it, right, then it's not as exciting. All right, if Dan's going with a home run, I got to go with extra base hit to at least make some drama on the score here. Uh, I, unfortunately, you were both correct initially, but <laughs> nope. nope. That ball is gone. Played it perfectly, but it was over the wall. And okay, if he played it perfectly, <laughs> you yeah. You see, the moment he lost the ball, that was that moment of catharsis that was being withheld from us by the host. He never so touched you knew the it was ball. Coming. That ball was just straight up over the wall, over his head, and Buck just <laughs> called it as caught because he felt like the way he came down looked like maybe he caught the ball, and then he went nope. You're a play-by-play <laughs> nope. play guy. You can't say nope. And there's a double play. Nope. <laughs> oh, and I, I looked up Buck's Orioles years. The reason I don't remember it is because I was already in Ohio at the time, and I was only listening to them on the radio at that point because this was from 2003 to 2009. I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't remember that at all. Now well, you there you know. go. Mystery solved. Uh, we'd like to congratulate you on your victory in your initial play of Swing well, and a Drive. Was, was, I, was I perfect? Did I, get the, did I sweep? No, no, you got one wrong. Oh, I did get wrong. Yeah. Oh. You did. You both had. Uh, where was it? I don't remember which one. Because this is so one. important. The Pompeii one. The shallow yeah. fly ball. Oh, <sighs> that one. Well, well, I was smart to pick the same one. It's like on uh, on um, Final Jeopardy when you have more than double the other guy and you just bet everything but one dollar more. Yeah, because this Garbage. game is exactly like Final Jeopardy. Yeah. So, so you're sending us a check, right? <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's in the mail. In the mail right now. 
I'm a little suspicious because we just had the game right now. I'm sure you didn't have time to go to the post office. We have impressive mail service here in Toronto. <sighs> Canadians. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Dan. We do thank sorry, you for coming on during the All-Star break, during your well-earned time off from covering esports, um, to talk to us about boring old baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always fun, guys. And we'll uh, do it again. And you can find Dan at Twitter. Uh, well, you just apparently start typing S-Z-Y-M and he shows up, I'm told. Yeah. Who who would have thought that there weren't like 10,000 people with that ridiculous combination <laughs> of letters in their name? Who would have? <laughs> have a good night, sir. You do the same, guys. Bye-bye. And we are back after another long and meandering concert, con, for, conversation. That's those good. work. Yeah, those work. With Dan Zimborski. <laughs> they go everywhere, don't they? Nope. Uh, uh, they, they go nowhere. <laughs> Stupid buck. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, you just... Sorry, not stupid buck. Silly buck. Silly buck. How do you how do you stop and reverse a call in the middle of a call? And uh, Tabler is dead silent too, by the way, which is great. No, no, like what were you doing there? Um, <laughs> okay, we have listener questions, right? We should start we with uh, the usual level of seriousness we get when there have been very many games and the Jays have been winning those that that were. We have from. At KP Rather Walk, Pilar Rather Walk, uh, which we'll explain in a minute, we have what will happen first for KP? Walk number 11, or, and there's a picture here, or to lose control of these 11 dogs during its walk. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar, KP Rather Walk is a Twitter account that every time Pilar does not walk, which is often, <laughs> it tweets a, a bad silly Photoshop, Photoshop picture. Yeah, of just Pilar's head on something else doing something involving walking and says Kevin Pilar would rather walk in some fashion, like walk these dogs, than walk to first base. It's worth a, it's worth a look. It's funny. And it must be hard at this point in the season to come up with a even vaguely different situation in which Pilar might walk other than actually walking to first base because... As we know, he doesn't do that at all, really. He uh, he doesn't like that. That's not a fun way to play baseball, apparently. No. Uh, uh, so I think he's he's probably going to lose control of the dogs. Just looking at the picture and the varying sizes of the dogs, you can check it out on Twitter at KP Rather Walk, um, and you can you can decide for yourself, I guess. Next, <laughs> this is from. The C underscore hound, CM Flash. Should the Jays roll with Bautista at DH, Carrera at right field, EE at first, and upon Bautista's return? If so, where would Smoke slash Colabello fit in? Now, I said no when we said this, saw this question right off the bat. Um, I know that Jose Bautista is not a good outfielder anymore, and his arm is apparently not in great shape anymore. Uh, but I still think you don't have a happy Jose Bautista at DH. And the happy Jose Bautista is kind of important here. Um, also, I, I don't know whether Carrera will maintain his new habits of, of getting on base so much. But you maybe have a different take. Yeah, I do. Uh, the opposite one, in fact. Gee. <laughs> I, I, I think you may be right about Bautista, which is why I think the answer, if you're going to do this, is that you alternate Bautista and Saunders through the DH spot. And even you can occasionally throw smoke in there and give Carrera a rest. But 
the smoke essentially goes to the bench because he's not hitting at all, and Carrera is, and he's a much better defender than right now, both Saunders and Bautista, and that's your best team. Which is fair. Uh, and then the final point would be, where does Colabello fit in? He fits in in AAA. Yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until he hits 400 in Buffalo, I don't think you'll see much of him up here. Even even if Smoke continues to be meh, Smoke, in theory, switch hits and plays very solid first base defense. So there's a justification for it, putting him on the bench. Whereas Colabello shows up at first base and only hits from one side. Yep. Uh, next, we have... Two from Olerud's helmet. That's Olerud's underscore helmet if you're looking for them on Twitter. Uh, first one, should the Blue Jays qualify Dickey at the end of the season? No. Or, <laughs> or Saunders? Um, do you think Dickey will retire? No. Somebody will happily pay him $10 million or so to pitch. I mean, he's just as good now as he was three years ago. But he doesn't need $17 million, which is likely what the QO is going to be, isn't it? Yeah, somewhere in that range. And, yeah, it's just too high for him. Saunders, I think, will get one at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's worth the, the, that roll of the dice because... He's this year's Estrada. Sure. The guy with the talent hadn't quite done it yet. Really cheap salary and then goes out and has a monster season in his free agent year. He'll get it. Yeah, of course. I if would he, cross off I, the list that if he gets injured. Right. I was going to say, if he stays healthy and plays and performs the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, and the second one from Olerud's helmet was, who are your favorite non-Blue Jays to watch at the All-Star game? You want to take it? Well, I I have uh, not so much to watch, but but uh, a story that I really like from the All Star Game that that sort of makes me think it might still be worth something, um, other than home field advantage in the World Series. Miguel Cabrera was a reserve <laughs> this year. That's where I was going to go with it too. Yeah, go Eric ahead. Hosmer was the starting first baseman, and uh, Hosmer had hit the home run um, and was pretty much lining up to be the All Star Game MVP, but. You never know. Things get a little weird in All-Star games sometimes. Sometimes they go on forever. Um, Miguel Cabrera went to Ned Yost, who is Hosmer's regular manager, and actually said to him, don't put me in the game until Hosmer's had his third at bat because if he does something really good on his third at bat, he's sure to get the All-Star game MVP, and that would be really nice for him, and I don't want to screw that up by coming into the game too soon. That's just it's a really cool. nice that that is a really nice gesture from a guy who obviously has been around the league a long time and 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 has all the star power in the world to be selfish about whatever he wants to be selfish about and and every time i see him at first base with somebody i want to know what that conversation is because he always seems to be having such a good time yeah um and he did this before too with uh, michael kadire he pretended to be have a sore oblique so kadire could get into the game and play first base not a guy who's gonna make a lot of all-star teams right so he you know he seems to care about other people enjoying it because he's, you know, he's made a whole bunch of them and had all kinds of All-Star Game moments. So I think my answer is the same. Like Cabrera, I, I enjoy watching him. Super cool. All right. Uh, we got a couple more. Yeah. I mean, one of them is from Travis Stewart. He's asking us, like, what are our Blue Jays deadline acquisition predictions? We've talked about this a few times. There's no point in really answering this yet. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get back to this when we get closer to the actual deadline. But here's another one, though, from Brian A., who's asked a whole bunch, your buddy. Uh, did you guys play baseball video games growing up? Which one was your favorite? I did, but I'm an old person. I, play, I played hardball for the Commodore 64. I, and, and because it didn't record... You do know what a Commodore 64 is, everybody, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't actually keep track of... Um, 
the things from from day to day like didn't have like a save file so I, I would play a game and i would record all the statistics and then i would i would you know keep track of it and and just play against the computer i have no idea why i did this in retrospect but i had a lot of fun um and then i realized something really weird was that the the players attributes were not according to the players names they were according to the slots in the lineup so if you put the number four power hitter in the first suddenly it, it, at leadoff he suddenly became very fast and, and good at bunting yeah it's so weird i was like uh, my, for me it was RBI, rbi baseball growing up I, those were awesome for nintendo mm. and did you have a favorite player in rbi baseball well ricky henderson was unbeatable because he had 20 speed, so like, no matter what, if he was stealing, you could not catch him, even if you picked off. <laughs> oh my goodness! So basically, uh, we just reflected on the fact that although we enjoyed them, our childhood baseball games were completely flawed and not really suitable for uh, any kind of simulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the kids these days. Will they ever know that? <laughs> um no. we that that about wraps up the questions so that leaves us with a do-over uh i think i had some audio here for the do-over that we were gonna yeah here it is okay um mm-hmm. i think michael saunders has it in tough personally yeah yeah i don't think he's gonna win that vote it's too many guys from popular teams those guys sounded really familiar yeah yeah, we screwed that one up. <laughs> that was that was us last week claiming that Michael Saunders had no chance to win the vote in uh which he got 17 million votes for at the All-Star game. So here's our do-over. <laughs> Michael uh, Saunders is going to win the vote. I think he's a lock. Yeah, 100%. Uh, totally justified. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And now we never have to talk about that again. Okay. <laughs> um do you have a final thought, Mr. Housem? Yeah, it's just my final thought. It's just to be interesting to see how the Sanchez stuff plays out. I think with all the stuff going on and with them letting him pitch in the All Star game, I think that the plan right now is really going to be him to start all the way through. Yep, barring anything else, I think you're right. I, I think they're they're looking for a reason for him to not start, as opposed to looking for a reason to keep him in the starting rotation. Yep, which is pretty cool. Uh, I I am intrigued by this team now. Finally after seeing how they played actually for two weeks straight well so i i was kind of not sold on them for for two months because i still don't know what they were doing for those two months so i'm looking forward to what happens out of the break that first week out of the break is always interesting to me to see if a team hits the ground running agreed Alrighty, uh we have a winner which uh if i was supposed to announce that last week and everyone's holding their breath i do apologize but for our survey contest we have a winner uh kate wins our uh, jersey of her choice um i believe you have already contacted our winner yes yes kate has no twitter handle so you cannot follow kate on twitter kate has a no last name that i'm allowed to share with you but i assure you kate is totally a real person (laughs) 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 and that doesn't look suspicious no really um we do thank everybody for their participation uh we have taken some of your suggestions to heart uh and we're, we're gonna try and make podcast as cool as possible going forward yeah i think that about sums it up so that means that uh you have been joshua housem uh, at joshua housem i have been greg wisniewski at coolhead 2010 and our guest was dan zaborski at dan on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and we'd like to thank him for joining us it's this- at d's oh sorry uh, right <laughs> and 
This was episode number 20 of Artificial Turf Wars Special All-Star Edition, and we'll see you next week.